This is James from the Gym Polycast. On this episode, I'll be talking about the midterm election results. I'll be talking about who's going to control what, what this control will mean for the legislation moving forward. I'll also issue a retraction uh, based on one of my predictions on the midterms. And I'll be discussing what Donald Trump's recent presidential bid will mean for the Republican Party over the next few years. So the midterm election is uh, over, uh, and the results are mostly in after a week since Election Day. Um, The AP, uh, the Associated Press, uh, just recently broke that the House will be controlled by the Republicans. Um, AP had already uh, uh, declared the Democrats will control the Senate. Um, The Senate will be controlled right now by a 50-49 split. Uh, There's a runoff in Georgia between Raphael Warnock and Herschel Walker that will decide whether the Senate will go back to its 50-50 split or if it will become a 51-49 Democrat majority. Uh, It will then no longer need VP Harris and her tie-breaking vote. you know, this uh, this seems kind of like a loss for the Democrats. You know, they lost the House. But overall, it's actually not. The Democrats did quite well. Um, they did end up losing the House, but not by the uh, margin that was anticipated. Uh, they also kept the Senate and flipped a few state houses, as well as won a number of key governor races. So all in all, um, not too bad for the Democrats. You know, the Biden administration um, did better uh, at keeping House seats than a lot of other presidents in history when it comes to the first midterm uh, during the president's first term. Uh, so there's a lot of positives. If you're the Democrats, you're looking to be pretty hopeful. Um, this isn't necessarily going to be a government that's going to get a lot of things done right now, uh, but it's also not going to run away uh, with Democrat power or Republican power. The Democrats will pretty much uh, have the Senate, which means they will still be able to get things done, and they also have the presidency. Um, Now, with the House being under Republican control and the Supreme Court being under Republican control, there are going to be some issues uh, with uh, getting things done, you know, probably no major legislation. And that's kind of where the point, you know, what's going to happen over the next few years uh, until 2024 when uh, one of the parties gains a good majority of the House, um, there's probably not going to get a whole lot done for either side. Um, the Democrats, you know, they're going to try to do things. The Republicans are going to, you know, obstruct, especially since they have the House. Um, and the Republicans, while they do have the House, they don't have enough of a majority to get any of their agenda done either. So I don't foresee anything major happening. With that said, um, you know, uh, there is kind of a retraction that I have to make, and that concerns marriage equality. Um, I stated uh, a few times that if the Republicans took the House, uh, that the Supreme Court would overturn Oberfell, and therefore 
make marriage equality a uh, a thing that's left up an, an issue that's left up to the states, um, and and there would be no more federal protection for marriage equality. Um, I said that, and I don't think that's going to happen. Yes, the Republicans did take the House, but they again they didn't take it with a good solid majority, and they definitely underperformed. Um, their expectations. And I think that's largely in, uh, due to um, the overturn of Roe. Uh, that got a lot of voters out, um, which then, you know, didn't bode well for the Republicans. And because that uh, ruling did not help Republicans, I don't think they want to play with marriage equality because that would uh, that would tank their popularity. Um, any shot at the presidency would be in jeopardy if the Supreme Court overturns marriage equality. Um, you know, they, I thought, you know, that maybe they could, they could take a shot at Oberfell, um, maybe strike up the, the extreme, you know, uh, evangelical base. Uh, but I don't, I don't think it's strong enough. I think they figured that out you know, with uh, overturning Roe, you know, they delivered a very big win for the pro-life community and the pro-life community did not show up in force enough to reinforce that ruling with legislation at the federal level. So, um, you know, I don't, I don't think the Supreme Court wants to try that again. I don't think getting the evangelical base uh, fired up to vote is going to be enough to uh, to overrun the people who are angry about Obervel being overturned. Um, you know, so got to issue a retraction on that because I, I did say that you know my prediction was they would go after Obervel, um, and and I don't think the Republicans have enough of a majority to do so. Um, and on top of that, there's actually a uh, bill that is being voted on in the Senate. Uh, well, I don't think it's being, I don't, I don't know if it's being voted on or not, I'm going to be honest. I know that it's in the Senate, they're trying to get votes for it, and it does seem like it's going to have a filibuster-proof majority. So, um, I was wrong. The, the, the Democrats will be able to get something done to codify Oberfell. Uh, and solidify marriage rights in this country with federal legislation. And that is a big, big deal. Um, and it might actually be one of the last big pieces of legislation that Democrats and the Biden administration get done uh, for the next two years. Um, I really don't foresee a lot of, of big bills getting passed I don't see a lot of the Biden agenda getting done. Um, you know, it it may not be a huge majority in the, the House of Representatives, but the Republicans do have enough of a majority to obstruct in the House. Anything that has to clear the House um, that the Democrats want to pass that has uh, no bipartisanship, it's just not going to pass. They're not going to be able to get anything done along partisan lines in the House. It's just not going to happen. 
Um, you know, there there could be some pieces of legislation that would get bipartisan support, so they could, in theory, still pass the House. Um, but I just I don't I don't think it, I don't think there's really anything bipartisan that I can think of in the near future that would have um, this kind of vote. I don't think there's any bipartisan issues that's gonna, you know, that's that's gonna come up. I don't I don't think there's anything really in the near future that's gonna get done aside from codifying marriage rights, which is a big deal. Don't get me wrong, it's huge. But if you're looking to codify Roe, probably not gonna happen. If you're looking for total student loan forgiveness, aside from the Biden administration doing that on their own, I don't think that's gonna happen either. There's gonna be uh, a need, which I'd be willing to bet there will be, a need for Congress to pass a bill for student loan forgiveness. That's not going to happen. And honestly, I don't even think it would have happened if the Democrats controlled or, or, or you know, remained in control of the House and the Senate because neither one of them had enough of a majority to do so. Um, so I just, I don't think anything really major aside from marriage equality is going to be done over the next two years. Um, it's going to be a uh, pretty boring ride unless the Biden administration does a lot of stuff on their own. Um, and then, you know, on the other side of that, Supreme Court can do a lot of stuff on their own too. And so, you know, while it may be boring from a legislative standpoint, you know, what originates in the House or in the Senate, um, it may not be boring with executive action and orders and Supreme Court rulings. So just keep that in mind. Um, you know, the, the midterms, while they did shake out well for Democrats, um, I don't necessarily think it shook out well enough for either side to get much done. And there's going to be a lot of obstruction, not a whole lot of bipartisanship, not a whole lot of any legislation getting done over the next two years. Um, you know, I could be wrong. I've been wrong before. I have no problem issuing retractions like I am in this episode. You know, and, and it's a happy retraction. And it would kind of be a happy retraction, too, uh, if I was wrong about the government not really getting anything done over the next two years. Uh, but uh, I, don't, I don't think I'm going to be wrong on that. When, when you have a split Congress, getting anything done is difficult, to say the least. Uh, and so, um, hopefully... This doesn't lead into things like, you know, budgetary crisis, you know, shutting down the government sort of stuff. I really, really, really don't want it to go to that. But it wouldn't surprise me. All spending bills originate in the House of Representatives. So, um, you know, there could be some, there could be some problems getting budgets done and, and getting the government to stay open. So who knows what could happen over the next few years. But major legislation, probably not one of those things that's going to happen, unfortunately. Um, well, I guess both fortunately and unfortunately. It's unfortunate that the Democrats won't be able to get anything done. But 
if you're me, it's fortunate that the Republicans won't be able to get anything done either. So it's both fortunate and unfortunate that the government won't be able to do much. I just hope that it still, you know, functions at least enough to where it doesn't shut down and cost the economy and jobs and all these other things. That's what I'm hopeful for over the next few years. Um, and then, you know, the the thing that, that I, I, I really want to talk about in this episode is Donald Trump. Um, mainly because I think it's pretty funny that he's running for president still. I, I think he shouldn't, shouldn't have. I really do. I, his um, election lies cost Republicans big time. You know, between Roe being overturned and a significant portion of the Republican candidates being MAGA election deniers, you know, the, the Republicans lost big. So they're going to go lick their wounds and there's going to be some division amongst Republicans. And in fact, there already is between the, the Trump supporters, the Trump populists within the Republican Party and the, the more moderate mainstream Republicans. You know, a fight between your Ted Cruz's and Mitch McConnell's, uh, you know, that sort of thing. Um, so I think um, it's going to be important to kind of watch how this plays out because it's definitely going to point to uh, issues in the Republican primary. I think a lot of this Republican division. Um, it, it isn't done. I think it can, you know, there's always been division amongst the Republicans. Uh, I, I, well, I say always. There's really been, in recent times, division amongst the Republicans since the Tea Party. And the Tea Party um, evolved into the, the, the Trump-supporting uh, individuals. I guess you could call them the Freedom Caucus or whatever. Um, they are uh, they are the same groups that have been kind of infighting with the Republican within the Republican Party for a while. And they still have this ability to come together and get things done. So even though there will be some infighting, um, they will still come together to get things done. But I think we'll see a lot of this Republican infighting come to a head um, you know over the next few years, but for sure, in the presidential primaries for the Republicans. There's going to be a fight between moderate Republicans and, and Trump Republicans, including Trump himself. Um, and uh, I, I don't know how the Trump campaign is going to work out. Um, there's a lot of people who are like, oh, Trump ain't going to win. But heck, guess what? A lot of people said that in 2016, too, and Trump still won. So, you know, you can't really say, that, you know, Trump's this long shot, he's not going to win, blah, blah, blah. He still has a very passionate voter base. You know, he still has a lot of people in the government behind him. You know, there's still a possibility that he could become president again. So even though there could be infighting and all this stuff amongst the Republican Party, it still isn't enough to break the party into two. They're still going to kind of unify behind whomever the presidential nominee is. 
um, and go from there, even if it's Trump. Uh, and and some of them, especially if it's Trump, they'll definitely go behind, you know, get behind him and everything and support him uh, because that's 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 their guy. Uh, and you know, there's a number of people who I've also heard say things to the effect of uh, Donald Trump's running to uh, prevent himself from being prosecuted. I don't think that that's the case. I think Donald Trump is running because he thinks he can win. Donald Trump is the ego above all other, all other egos. I mean, he's got this huge ego. Uh, so him announcing this, this presidential bid is because he thinks he can win, and it's to stroke his own ego. He's not worried about prosecution. He doesn't think he's going to get prosecuted. He doesn't think he did anything wrong. So he's not running because he's scared of being prosecuted. He's not even scared of it at all. He doesn't think he's going to get prosecuted. He's running because he actually thinks he can win. He's running because he thinks he won already, and he's going in for redemption. Even though he's going to divide the Republican Party even more, um, possibly make them a little bit weaker. But to be honest... You know, the, the Republicans, they've always been kind of divided since the Tea Party, and they've still managed to get things done. So even with their division, they're still going to do things that I think a lot of Americans aren't going to be happy with. And so it's important to not let your guard down. This this uh, midterms may have been a win for Democrats, but it doesn't mean it's guaranteed to continue. There's a lot of other pitfalls coming. Donald Trump could still could still run and he could very possibly win in 2024. That is of course if he's not prosecuted first, which I don't think he's going to be prosecuted. I still don't. Again, another happy retraction I'll be more than willing to make if it happens, but I don't think he's going to get prosecuted. So um I think he could very well be president. And if he does become president, any hopes of him ever getting prosecuted pretty much go out the window. So hopefully those slow wheels of justice start to turn a little bit faster because you probably only have two years to get this guy. So if he is going to be prosecuted, hopefully he's prosecuted before, and I mean well before, the presidential election. Otherwise, we're probably talking a civil war because it's going to get nasty. If you, you could you imagine how crazy things would go if if Donald Trump was arrested and prosecuted right before the twenty twenty four presidential election? Could you imagine what would I, I don't I don't want to know. I don't want to know what would happen. So hopefully, we'll get that situation figured out. But I don't I don't know that Donald Trump ever gets prosecuted. So he's very viable as a candidate still, whether anybody likes to admit it or not. And he has a very real possibility of winning, whether anybody likes to admit it or not. Including people within his own party, who they'll get behind him and do his, his agenda like they pretty well did before, for the most part. So I don't... I don't think the Republicans are as beaten as some people would like to think. 
I don't think they're as divided. There may be some short-term squabbles here and there over leadership, Speaker of the House, uh, Senate Minority Leader, that sort of stuff. But when push comes to shove, the Republicans will unite just like they always do to get the, the larger part of their agenda done. And it's not something that you should sleep on if you're a Democrat because it ain't over yet. Donald Trump's still around. He still drives policy. There's still plenty of election deniers um, that could run in the future. So not over yet, but this was a big blow, a lot of wins for Democrats. So, you know, you can't really be that mad if you're a Democrat. There is still hope, uh, but just don't let your guard down. That's all I have for the Jim Polycast. Thank you for listening. Be sure to like the Jim Polycast on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Have a good night.